Jesus lives inside of me through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in every Christian. Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. This is Bobby Williams, and I'm so glad you joined me. I want to talk to you today about being heaven-bound. Are you sure you're going to heaven? Do you know anything about heaven or what's going to happen to us as this body passes away? Do you know what the Bible says about heaven and what it says about hell? Ecclesiastes 3.2 says there's a time to be born and there's a time to die. This is a life-changing message of hope, not of death and being down. This is a message of understanding of what God is doing for us as Christians, and what a great hope and a future we have. Revelation 21.4 says, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Amen and amen. Well, stay tuned. This message will tell you more about heaven than maybe you've ever heard in your life. And there's not a whole lot in the Bible about heaven, but there is several chapters and several verses about it. And I want to tell you what the Bible says about heaven. It's a great hope. It's a great future for us. It's the place where we will be with Jesus in paradise forever and ever and ever and ever. We will live with Jesus if we've accepted him as Lord and Savior. And let's pray to the Lord right now. Dear Heavenly Father, anything that comes out of my mouth or out of my lips, let it be glorifying and edifying to you, Lord, and let it be inspirational and encouraging to this audience. Amen and amen. Well, turn with me to John 14, one through three. I want you to understand right up front that Jesus is going to be preparing a place for all of us so that when we die, we will be in paradise with him. And it says in John 14, 1 through 3, it says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. Amen and amen. So the first point I want to make to you today is Jesus is making a place for us in heaven. And it's going to be glorious. So let's turn now to Revelation 21. And this whole chapter is something you'll want to read after I get done speaking today and really study because it explains the final place where Christians will be. It starts Revelation 1, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. All oh, amen and amen. And then, as I go down in this word, it says that he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There's not going to be any more pain. There's not going to be any more suffering. We're going to be in the presence of the awesome, almighty God, and his presence is complete joy. And that's what we're walking into when we go to paradise. And so when you look down in verse 9, 
And one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, now that's the chapter before, that's Revelation 20, come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God and its brilliance was like that of a precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had great high wall with 12 gates and with 12 angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Wow! The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates and its walls. The city was laid out like a square. As long as it was wide, he measured the city with the rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length and as wide and as high as it was long. The angel measured the wall. Using human measurement, it was 144 cubits thick. Now that's 216 feet thick. That's how thick those walls were. The whole square was 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles. The wall was made of jasper and the city of pure gold, as pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The foundation was jasper and sapphire and all the beautiful stones that you can think of like turquoise and amethyst. And all these were lined up and the great city was of gold and as pure as transparent as glass. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light. Then the Lamb is its lamp. So this city will not use light known to man. It will be the light of the world. It will be Jesus Christ, the light of the world, the Lamb of God, His light. You know, in the Bible, he's called the light of the world. Guess what? He's going to be the only light we'll need up there, and that's what's going to happen. The glory and honor of all the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Now, this is such an important message today. I want to tell you something. You need to get real serious about your friends and neighbors and your family. If you have someone who has not accepted Christ as their Savior, they will not be allowed to go into this city. Now, when we're first, when we first die, we will be in paradise. Remember, Jesus was on the cross, and he said to the thief who acknowledged him as Lord and Savior and asked him into his heart, he said, Today, you will be with me in paradise. Now, that's where a Christian goes immediately. They go to a place called paradise. But... When a person dies that does not know Christ, then they've denied the Holy Spirit. They've denied Christ. God has come to them and come to them and come to them, and they their pride will not allow them to become a Christian. They will not accept the truth of the Bible as truth. 
And so, by their own words, they will be literally separated from God and put in a place of torment, a holding place, and it's separation from God. And then at the very end, all of us are going to be coming to a place called the great white throne of judgment. And that's when Jesus comes back on the cloud. He brings everybody up together. And there are this mass of people. Every person in the world will be coming to that place. And the ones who have accepted Christ, they will go into the new Jerusalem. They will go into this new city that has been built, the place for you and me as a Christian. But the ones who have denied Christ, who followed their own way, who maybe believed in the creation and not the creator, and maybe they turned their eyes to the world and did not accept Christ. Remember what these words said. Jesus said in John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish and have everlasting life. For God did not come into the world and send his son into the world to condemn the world, but through Jesus they would be saved. And so anyone can be saved. It doesn't matter what color, doesn't matter what creed. The only requirement is to cry out to God and to confess with your lips that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died on the cross for my sin and yours, that he was buried, and on the third day he arose again from the dead. If you say those words, Roman 10, 9 and 10 says you are saved. This is such an amazing, important time right now to understand what I'm teaching you today. And not only that, God wants to give you an abundant life here. John 10.10, Jesus said, I've come to give them life, which that's eternal life, but I've come to give it abundantly. He wants you to have a great life here on earth, even though you go through trials. As a Christian, I can tell you from my own testimony that inside of me, Jesus lives inside of me through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in every Christian. And that Holy Spirit, which is God, comforts us and forgives us and loves us and gives us this amazing life. And we have the victory over every problem that comes to us, no matter what the trial, no matter what the terrible thing that happens. We have the Lord. We have the truth of the Bible. And we have a heavenly place made for us. Oh, dear fellow Christian or dear fellow uh, human here on the earth. If you're not saved, accept him today as Lord and Savior. But if you're saved and you're a Christian, I want you to start praying for your family that doesn't know him. Be bold out of love for your family and tell them the truth of the Bible. This is not fiction. This is not uh, a lie. This is the truth of God's word, and he wants everyone to be saved and going to heaven. He's preparing a place, the most beautiful place Ever. And there's no pain and there's no sorrow and there's no anguish. But those who are going to the great white throne of judgment, all of us are. But the ones that are not covered by the blood of Jesus, those are going to be put in something called the lake of fire forever, for eternity. And we never see them again. Those people are gone. But the ones who turn to Christ and become a Christian and have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ, Those people are going to have a magnificent, unbelievable eternity with the Lord. Oh, dear loved one, I'm being so serious today because I love you so much, and I love your family, and I think about my own family. I've got people in my own family that are not saved, a few. Most of them are saved. Most of them are on their way to heaven. Most of them attend church and are dedicated. 
I'm praying for those today, and I want to pray for you. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever given your heart to Jesus? Have you ever confessed that Jesus is Lord of Lords and King of Kings? This is the truth that I'm teaching today. The world is going absolutely crazy. It's on fire. There's, there's wars in the Mideast. There's all those troubles in Ukraine. We have all these troubles in the United States. There is one foundation, though, that you can stand strong on, and that is the Bible, the truth of God's Word. And if you cry out today, I know that God will save you just like He saved me from my sins, and He saved me from an eternal hell, and He saved my family. And I'm saying to you, this is your opportunity. What excuse do you have that you won't come? What will you say to the Lord when he get, you get to that great white throne judgment? See, the books will be open. And what is the book? The book of the Lamb. The book of life will be open. And if your name's in there because you accepted Christ, you're good to go. You're going to paradise. You're going to the final destination of the new Jerusalem, the new heaven. What a wonderful place it will be. No sorrow, no tears. And the glory of God will shine in this beautiful light, in this beautiful place. And so it's a serious thing. Jesus came down to earth to die for our sins, for my sins. And when I humbled myself and I said, Lord, forgive me for all of my sins. I'm so sorry, Lord. I've, I need you as Savior and Lord to live the kind of life you've wanted me to live here on earth. Please come into my heart, Lord. Be my Lord and Savior. I know that you died on the cross for my sins. I know you were buried and on the third day you rose again from the dead. I believe you, Lord. I believe you. I believe the word of God to be truth. And I accept you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And by faith, if you'll say those words, then you will be saved today. And you'll be going to this place that God calls heaven in Revelation 21. Oh, I love you so much, and Lord, I hope this blessed you. If you want to reach more people for Christ, please go to encouragingmoments.com and consider giving this ministry a gift of any size. We love the Lord so much. We want to spread this gospel around the world. The only way we can do that is through your prayerful support. Thank you for any gift that you give this ministry. We're going to be praying for you now and your family because we want God's richest blessing to be on you and yours, and that we'll all meet in that wonderful place called heaven one day together. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, for my brothers and my sisters, I pray for anyone that's not a Christian right now who doesn't know the abundant life of Christ on earth and is not secure in knowing where they will go if they should die. Father, I pray for a brother or sister that needs to come to you. I pray for a mom and dad. I pray for a child. I pray for a grandson or a granddaughter. I pray for an aunt or uncle. I pray for a stranger that we'll meet. When we share the love of Christ and what Christ did for us, then the Holy Spirit touches them and says, you need a savior. Lord, open up their heart and their lips to confess to you that Jesus is Lord and they will be saved. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, I'm so excited I was with you today, and I look forward to our next time together. Be encouraged. For more encouraging moments, go to encouragingmoments.com or on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams.